and we're live. I'm gonna switch over to my gummy bears now because I can't be eating no nachos. Oh, I didn't grab your raisins. Because <laughs> they look like <laughs> mouse poop. <laughs> Aisha, Aisha, have you met it's any black people pop. this week? Have you met any black people this week? <sighs> what day is it? Did you it's go Tuesday? outside? Did you leave your house? Okay, when did we last record? We, were, we, we last recorded just before Christmas, right? Is that right? Yes. And okay. Christmas was last week, Monday. So there were new people at my seafood dinner. I didn't know them. That okay. counts, right? But it was I at your house? I don't remember their names. Was this it was at, at my house? house. Okay. It was at my auntie's house. How did that seafood dinner go? Because you did mention last time how. It went well. It went really well. It was really, really good. I didn't get sick. There were Did no you scallops. eat the scallops? Oh, there were no scallops. Okay. There were no scallops. Okay. Because the people need to know. Ramps and delicious. Um, see, I have a thing with tilapia right now, mm. but the way it was fried up, it was. I, I ate it. Fried. I did. You got fried up a sock. Shit. Mm. I mean, you I shouldn't, though. You, should, you shouldn't, though. But I'm saying, if you deep fry anything, <laughs> It's all about the batter. It's, it's all about the batter, it, which we can't have right now unless they use cornmeal. Yeah, it was very good. And my uncle made gumbo. And there was somebody brought this cake. We still don't know what the cake was. It was like a lime plate. I don't know. It was so good. Mystery lime I was cake. Like next to the cake. It was so good. It's from Convenient. a place called Piece of Cake. And I was like, all right, I'll see. Oh, there's a piece of cake here. Oh, wait. It's probably not the oh, same owners. I don't know, but if they got this weird lime situation, they have weird things. They have weird cakes. They got weird cakes. Hmm. It's expansive though, so I only been it once. It looked very pricey. <laughs> it, it came with its own branded like cake knife Cutter? slash. Nope. See, we Cutter. can't afford that. That means that's a part of their overhead, and we need to pay for that. On nah, yo, nah. I want yeah, something no, that, that comes in aluminum foil. Pricey. I want something in aluminum it's foil. That's all right. Um, great seafood dinner. So I met those folks and they were very happy. I think they were neighbors, my aunt's neighbors. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and I went back and I saw my auntie at the library. <gasps> I went oh to a Kwanzaa gosh. celebration and I met lots of black people there. Wait, you went to a Kwanzaa celebration? Wait, was it at the library and that's where you saw oh. your auntie? Your play auntie? Yes, yeah, so I was at the library. And because we had to return the stuff that was due the day after Christmas, which is the first day of Kwanzaa. And they made an announcement inviting everybody to the, the rec room or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, multi-purpose room in the library for a Kwanzaa celebration. And so I went to the Kwanzaa celebration and there was Elder, I forgot her first name, her last name was Clayton. And okay. she had her whole family and they put on this whole presentation. It was wonderful. And she How was many great. people were like part the of the family? Of um, it was her, she had her son and her daughter-in-law, and there were at least two grandkids and a great grandkid. Wow. Generations. It was, it was beautiful. And she like gone to Africa and she's the type of like, she's the type of elder that like, she would say part of something and then like, like a pastor would do, you have to fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> it was so oh, great. <laughs> huh. So wait, what did... All the time, and all the time, God is <laughs> good. <laughs> wow! See, these are experiences I have never had. Um, what? I, I, 
Well, I mean, well, so tell oh, me, what, what's a Kwanzaa celebration like? I've never celebrated Kwanzaa. That's not a thing I've ever done. I know it um, existed, but. I haven't celebrated Kwanzaa since I was a kid. Um, and even then. Was it something like, you did, did at home? It was something we sort of did at home. I know we had a Kanara, and I always was really fascinated with it. And we had the green, red, and black candles. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't feel like we ever, like, fully went through all of the process and um, ritual ceremony and okay yeah like the ceremonial stuff but we did that all at the library and it was really cool we celebrated all seven nights at in at this one thing and it mm -hmm. ended with these like African dancers and the drums and it was really cool and really fun and then they had apparently had gifts for the kids and oh um, wait do, for African so, feast so wait Kwanzaa are Oh yeah, do you get a gift for every night of Kwanzaa? Um, I don't know if it's every night. I know the gifts are for kids and they're not like required. Okay. And they're supposed to be related to the principles in some way or to the commitments that you're making for Kwanzaa. Wait, wait, you have to make commitments? Like you making each a promise? Night, Who are you making a promise to? Each you? night there's a principle. Every day has a mm -hmm. principle. So there's seven. Okay. Seven, seven days of Kwanzaa, seven principles of Kwanzaa. So it's Umoja, which is unity. Kujidakalia, mm -hmm. um, which is self-determination. Uh, Ujima is... Um, is that the one we all come together? We supposed to support each other? Like, I think it is collective work and responsibility, Ujima. Look at me knowing, ow! Look at you. Okay. Ujima is cooperative economics, so that's buying black and like mm -hmm. support, like buying for your people, from your people, whatever. This purpose, so what is your purpose and how are you contributing to your community or whatever? Um, Kuumba, creativity, how are you using your creativity to aid the black folk or to aid your people? And Imani is, hey. Mm -hmm. So basically all the principles, the whole point is like how can we better our people? Like yeah, Kwanzaa is a celebration of Africa, the people from the continent of Africa, the, the whole continent. So pretty much everybody in the world, when you think about it, but they don't know that. So, so um, Rachel was celebrating. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, wait, I like to, oh, wait, I don't want to bring her up. My bad, my bad. I'm I wonder, maybe she was. I mean, maybe she's been celebrating since 1992. Like she just... I mean, she was blonde and she's been doing a lot of stuff that I wouldn't imagine she's doing. So I, I don't mm -hmm. see how Kwanzaa would be beyond the realm of what she's into. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, no, it's really cool. And it's supposed to be used as like a place to channel all those frustrations and all, you know, all the things we want black Jesus to fix. Um, it's kind of like a, this is how we can do for ourselves. Like black Jesus helps those who help themselves. Right. So, okay. These huh. are different principles that um, the, the black community can do to contribute to the betterment of the black community. Shabba ranks. No, sorry. Yeah, that's um. not where that was going. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, a, that's the conversation we're having. That's right. Focus. Okay, actually, so this was on Saturday. I was going to the spice shop. Yes. I go to a store that strictly sells spices because I was going to make my own sasong. I don't buy that Goya stuff. Boycott Goya. 
conversation for another day. Um, yeah, we're going to have a conversation. Do I have Goya Sesame? This is where I'm at with it. I finished. I have adobo. That's and I, I finished have. my adobo. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. I still have like a little bit of adobo. But once my sasson was finished, I was like, well, I need to figure out how to make my own. So I made my own and then I'm gonna make my own adobo too. But anyway, I was coming back <laughs> from the spice shop and oh my gosh, have you, focus Laura, but paprika, Woo! so many different kinds. There were like 12. Focus. Oh Lord, that's focus. a lot. Carry on. So um, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna need you to minimize that. How many of these are smoked? Let's focus there. Anyway, so I'm walking back from the spice shop and I see this black guy with an older black gentleman with a white woman arm in arm. Okay. I, you know, they look like a couple. And so I'm walking toward, we're walking towards one another, about to cross each other, if you will, in the, on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And I give him the nod. He gives me the nod. And I was like, aye, aye. And then bus hat. Oh, this is also monumentous because it's in my neighborhood where there are no black people. Well, apparently there, there are, because at least, this day there were, but a lot of people were out and about because of the restaurants and stuff. But anyway, not 30 paces after this guy or this couple, there's another black guy with his, nope, can't say that, with his daughter who appears to be of mixed race and their little white dog that looked like Toto. And I look over to him, give him the nod. Why this, why this man looked at me and then just turned the other way. Like, mother, did you not see me give you the nod? Did you lose your, Aisha? Had, had he not been with his child? Ooh, I would have been rude. I'd have been like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. He's like that dude on that bike ride I went on last year. Remember him when I was trying to get him <sighs> out of me all day for like a hundred miles? Like he pretended he like, ain't noticed I was black too? Literal. Like, hello, excuse me, are we, I know you see that black dude 30 paces in front of you, but you know you ain't never seen no other, other black person in this neighborhood. Come on, son. I felt disrespected. <laughs> I rolled my eyes after I walked behind him. I rolled my eyes. Anyhow, um, besides them, oh, there's a new um, checkout guy at the supermarket, and he's black. He okay. got a super black name, too. <laughs> what I can't pronounce it. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, that brings up brings up to like four of us right now. I don't know where he live at though, but which is not that I would not that I go to seek out where people live. Just as in, I don't know if he is a resident of my neighborhood. Anyhow, those those are those are my only black people. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did I tell you that we got pulled over by the police yesterday? What? So, no, day before yesterday, it was Christ uh, New Year's Eve. We were driving towards the coast. And by we, I mean the boo and I. And I, of course, was in the passenger seat because I, well, I do not drive. <gasps> oh, wait, there's another person. Okay, focus, Laura. Um, and, <laughs> and he... Um, this, is, this is a big week for you, but keep going. He, he was coming off of the, the freeway, as they call it out here. I don't know what that's about. Why can't it be called the highway? Um, he was coming off of the freeway. I don't know the difference. They're, I don't want to know. I don't want to okay. know. I don't want to. Maybe somebody got a driver's license. I'm just throwing that out there. Shots be fired, son. Pew pew life. <laughs> and so, damn. Okay, okay, okay. I see you. And so he um 
and we were doing like 55 on the highway. And as you come off, it's a 30. And it's like, ooh. So he was slowing down. And then on my left side, I'm like, yo, is that the police? Show enough. Woo -woo. Actually, it don't go woo woo out here. It, it's not the same siren that they have in New York. But, you know, <laughs> but you know let's, let's use our imaginations. And I was like, damn. So I have never been in a vehicle that has been pulled over, let alone really in super Western mm. um, Oregon. Oh, I've been pulled over at Oregon. like 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. So I, I immediately freeze and I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, all right, thinking about what we have in the car, thinking if the doors are locked. Remembering that Jay-Z told me that I don't got to open the doors because they need a warrant. But I'm like, does that apply here in Oregon? Like, I'm going over, like, what is it that we need to do right now? So I, for whatever reason, put my hands underneath my, under my thighs, like, you know, mm -hmm. seated position. Okay. And, and I was like, wait, maybe they should be above my legs. But I was like, oh, I don't want to move. I don't, I don't want any sudden movement. Hmm. Aisha. Mm -hmm. Policeman goes over to driver's side. Mm -hmm. You know, window gets rolled down, license mm -hmm. and registration. Out of nowhere comes dude onto my side, on the passenger side, with his little flashlight. Different dude. Two different there are two dudes. dudes. Okay. Two dudes. He starts using his little flashlight, sees that I just was eating an orange, apparently, because orange peel is all up on my lap. Um, mm -hmm. And, but the dude that pulled us over, at least the one that was talking to the driver, he appeared to be of Latino descent. Like in Oregon, I have I know, right? Okay. But he appeared to be Latino and boo cosigned that he was like, Do you think he was Latino? And I was like, Right though, <laughs> right? But I appreciated that he caught that too. But anyhow, <laughs> so the dude on my right, the officer on my right, or sheriff actually on my right, um, when he shines his little flashlight, I look over at him and he gives me like a smile, like a no teeth smile, but like a smile. And like, I'm like, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm like, I, no, but seriously, I think he was trying to convey that to me mm -hmm. because I'm pretty sure he could see the nervousness mm -hmm. that I, the nervous state that I was in. Cause I was just frozen, like, Lord, don't move. And then this fool, that's what I'm calling him, AKA the boo. He's when he's getting his little license and registration and whatnot. He looked um, to see if it was on my side, you know, below the little window thing. What's that called? Above the, the little flappy thing. No, no, no. On the top part where you can fold it down to get the sun out of your the eyes. Visor? The, the visor? The visor. There we go. Okay. I need to get a license. I'm sure that all that information would just become inherent. Anyhow, so, <laughs> he, um, so he looked there and it wasn't there. His registration wasn't there. Oh, so he, look, he then goes and sticks his hand behind his seat to grab it i was like oh this is it they go get us they go get us now and i was like i froze and i'm just oh but you best believe the flashlight that was on the right side immediately went to follow his hand he pulls out a bright red envelope oh. nobody died Oh my God! You can't be moving around like that. Did he not announce what I'm he was like, doing? You're acting like you acting like a white man. I mean, he is a white man, but I'm like, see, you. I knew that if it would have been me, I'd have been like, officer, I'm about to put my hand behind my like. No, officer would have been doing it himself, right? Officer, like my registration is behind the seat. If you would like to shine a light in that direction, right? Because I'm together. like, this you man is making sudden movements. He is breaking rules right now, but. We get out of there safe and sound, got a ticket, 
We're going to try and fight it. We're going to try and fight it. What's the ticket for? Oh, yeah, it was for okay. speeding because we went from a 55 to a 30 and they called us at like 45, 42, something like that. Mm. It's like, but we were transitioning. We were slowing down. <laughs> slowing? No, no, That's we don't get no grace. Like yeah, I was like, come on. Like, if y'all would have been like, I don't know, even like just at the end of that particular block, we would have been at a lot slower pace, but whatever. Um, and so, yeah, that was that. So that was the first police officer interaction of the evening. The second one was we were at in front of the coast and we we're in a van, um, the big, big, big van, which we were sleeping in because we have a bed inside of it and fridge and, you know, all the things that you need to be happy. Um, okay. And out of nowhere, you hear someone like tap on the glass of the window, but we're already in the back on the bed. And so the boo goes up to the front. It's an officer. And he was just being friendly and letting us know, hey, guys, you know, dwelling vehicles are not allowed or people are not allowed to dwell in their vehicles within city limits. It's a $500 fine. But I'm not telling that to the people behind you. I can't tell you where you can go, but I'm letting you know I don't have to talk to those people. And he said it like three other times. So I think he might have thought that we were slow. But the point is, <laughs> he, was <looking> out. <laughs> he was looking out. We backed up like 10 feet and we were good. Um but yeah, it was two interactions with the police on December 31st. And I was just like, I'm going to make it what? 2018. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Like, I just need one more hour. We are almost there. I don't want to be a statistic, Jesus. But yeah, I do think that police officer was trying to let me know, like, I'm friendly. I ain't going to kill you. And I do think the other one was a Latino. I'm just saying. So he kind of counts as my black guy. Like, even though he was real light-skinned Latino. what? He kind of counts as one of my black people. Are you saying so Wait, did he say anything? No, I said he kind of what? He kind of comes off as one of my black people because I'm pretty sure he was Latino. Oh, I'm pretty sure. That's what that was about? Yeah, he's still one of my black people. Oh my God, all right. <laughs> the longest new black people segment in history of Fix It Black Jesus. Who are you? Fix It Black Jesus. Fix It Black Jesus. Fix It Black Jesus. Fix It Black Jesus. I'm Laura Solis, and I am grateful to be black. That's who I am. That's what I got. How about you, Aisha? Okay. I'm Aisha McGowan, and I'm grateful to be me. There you go. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, you want to take it away and tell us about our Yas Queen? Yas Queens, plural, mm -hmm. plural. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on this. Yas Queens. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. So there was an all-female Ethiopian airline crew that made this historic flight to Nigeria. It was the first time ever, ever. Um, and this occurred. Ever? In ever? I'm sorry. Yes, outcast. Um, <laughs> this occurred um, sometime in December. So it was under the supervision of Captain Amsali, Amsale Gualu and okay. First Officer Tigist Kibret. The 13-member crew flew 391 passengers to the Nigerian capital on Boeing something, an exciting journey that took approximately four and a half hours. I just think that's freaking awesome. 13, well, I guess 15 women in total. That's what composed this crew. And they did that. That's a big freaking deal. Like, it's, 
I imagine that like cycling, flying is also a male dominated career um, choice. And so to have, especially when we think about like the captains and so forth, um, I don't know that I've ever been in an airplane where the captain was a woman. I feel like I would have noticed that. How about you? Let alone a black person. Yeah, I notice when flight attendants are of color. Have you ever had a captain of color? Not that I know of. And I fly a lot. Mm -hmm. I fly a whole lot. And I don't, I feel like if, and I know that might seem whatever, but I feel like if there is a man, like a black man, he's often, he doesn't seem to be like cisgendered, heterosexual man. Oh, as a flight attendant. Yeah. I get that as well. Although it's probably been twice or, le or fewer. Where I'm just thinking about like any man of color. And, huh. I mean, yeah, I feel like white men. I think about Pan Am or that movie Pan Am, and it was very specific. You had to have a look. You had to be like, yeah, yeah. It was as if you had to, you were being a, you were going to be a rocket. You have to be between a certain height, certain weight. It was an experience and, that they were trying to provide a white, yeah. a, a white topia. <laughs> wow. Yes, you did say that. <laughs> Should I not have? Uh, no. Speak your truth. Speak your truth. We have um, black rockets now. We've, we've had black rockets for a while, Aisha. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, oh, okay. I don't feel like it started that way. Oh, of course not. Come on. I mean, if they started with a height requirement, you know there was a color requirement. Like, you can be between this beige and this beige. <laughs> These four <laughs> shades of beige that are available at your local city. That's Target. <laughs> That's Target. <laughs> if you live in Whitelandia, these are the only shades you can be. Yeah. Nah. Nah, yo. So this week... We're talking about, I guess. Speaking of shades of beige. Right? <laughs> that is a good segue into our discussion this week. Okay, so I saw um, a post on the Book of Faces about how people who donate like hair care products to homeless shelters, mm -hmm. um, they're mostly donating their like leftover white people products. Like, and most of the people in these homeless shelters are not white people, so they cannot utilize these products. Wait, where is the homeless shelter? Um, I think that's a general statistic. Oh. Do you think it's because most of the people that are donating are white then? Maybe, possibly. Okay. But it's just reminded me of not even just like, homeless shelters, but just in general, whenever you see these products, most of them are centered around Eurocentric. Eurocentric type folks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. I mean, I feel like we talked about the ethnic section, the ethnic hair care section before. Although Target eliminated that, remember? There was commercials mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then remember that Shea Moisture messed up and like 
they uh yeah i still haven't forgiven them and they like had that ad filled with like white women's and i'm like i haven't bought Shea moisture all we've done for you right like we were um, day one we the real ones out you. here how dare you this was our thing and i know how that sounds and i don't care it was our thing representation matters okay Heck yeah it does. So you cannot whitewash this black girl product, you cannot do it. You're not and allowed I get, to do it. Like they want to expand their expand away, expand away, but do not eliminate your base. Don't like that means you can have one white girl the same way they have one black person. You can have one white girl. That's the quota. You get one. 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 You, get one. you can't. But you don't get all. You can't. No. All of them cannot be no. reflective of the same stuff that you had done such a good job filling a void for like yep i haven't what? bought shea moisture since then and actually that did cause me to branch out and look for other black owned businesses that had hair care products that i thought would suit me i mean that was of course after i went through the stash because them bogos them bogos yo those bogo sales i'd be stocking up um on the shea yeah. moisture but not uh, anymore not mm -hmm. anymore i mean i'm not saying that this is forever but I hold grudges, so this is where we are right now. And I think it's important to do so. We can't like forget overnight. You have to remember who was there for you and who wasn't. And because it matters, it makes a difference. It sure does. But yeah, to your point, I think about it. I sort of liken that to, I remember when I was little and we would do the, um, the food drives at school, like canned food drives, especially around the holidays. And I remember the teachers, like year after year, they'd all say a similar message behind, don't just donate the things you don't like to eat. Because remember, someone else has to eat this too. So don't just bring in the creamed corn and the, I don't know, whatever the nasty. Mince meat <laughs> What is, no, Ma, we ain't go there. We ain't gonna go into like, what mince meat actually is. Um, but um, I think about it in the same way. Like, don't just give the things that you don't want, which, this obviously must be the case if people are giving bottles that have leftover um, product, which is not the main point here. But to say, if you're going to go out of your way to go donate these things, or maybe you're one of those folks that are making like those bags, I forget what they call them, where you have those bags um, where people will have in their the trunks of their cars, like toiletries to give to homeless people that they see, you know, throughout their day and so forth be conscious of the fact of the communities you're going through. If the community you're going through is one where you happen to see lots of people of color, then go into the ethnic aisle and pick up the, you know, the products that you think they would more likely be, you know, akin to. Don't go picking up the herbal essence and the L'Oreal's and the definitely not Dove. Dove trying to wash me away. Shit. Dove trying to turn me into a white person. Sure did. How old was, was that commercial? It was a misunderstanding. How old was that commercial? Was it really a current commercial, or was that the, like the T-shirt thing? Yeah, it was this year. It was in twenty seventeen in the United States of America. Because you know how they be doing stuff overseas, and they'd be like, mm, "You can't get it. You can't do that." Well, everybody was like, "Oh, it's a misunderstanding. Y'all didn't see the whole commercial." I'm sorry, misunderstanding. Does the black lady turn? Wait, what? What <laughs> happened was they had multiple cultures and they turned into whatever, whatever, whatever. Everyone turned into everybody else? And then they freeze frame. Like the controversy was like we pinpointed on when the black lady took off her shirt and turned into a white lady, but we didn't see 
the whoever, the Asian lady or whoever turned into the white lady to begin with or whatever. But it's just like, all right, I'll give you that, but I'm not going to give you that. Nobody sat down, watched this commercial and saw exactly what the rest of us saw. Like, seriously? No. Nah. That's not our fault. Your yeah. intentions do not matter. Your impact nope. matters. And that's the thing that people don't seem to understand. Word. It's like your intentions will only get you so far because at the end of the day, this is what effect it had. It, this was the impact yeah. that it had. Pretty much. Oh, boy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Sounds like you got your raisins. I did get my raisins. <laughs> no, why do you have one in each hand and you're doing a dance? <laughs> I'm doing, no. my, my nephew does this dance. Oh. He says, it's chips. And then he waddles back and forth. It's chips. He, he's also two. He is. <laughs> I'm just... Just, just saying. Just but it's a good dance, and it's a good okay. dance. Okay. okay. It's raisins. <laughs> Gluten-free. What you eating? Gluten-free Gluten till Valentine's Day. You eating raisins? You eating raisins? <laughs> Moving on. It's so cute. I mean, of course, I think another reason why I've been looking for other alternatives, or that's redundant, looking for alternatives <laughs> to um, Shea Moisture and things of that sort is because I have to shop online more often because I don't live within close proximity of you know, a beauty supply store, any store for that matter, that sells products that are intended and you know, optimal for you know my how, blackness. You know how hard it is to find a black girl brush in a white neighborhood? Does it even exist? <laughs> Does it? I mean, I did eventually find the <clears throat> Korean beauty supply store. It was still like eight miles away from oh, my I house. Took you, I took you to that. Oh yeah, you took me. That's right. That's mm -hmm. where I got my hair. <laughs> Before I could, so I could go to the other Aisha to get my hair braided, miss. Uh -huh. Exactly. Like it was still far away enough that I needed a ride. <laughs> like. It was if you had a driver's license. <laughs> Actually, not for nothing, Miss Shots fired. <laughs> so earlier this week, no, it was earlier last week at work. I had encountered on a bicycle someone like they had a name, you know, the little name badges with a flag. And this person had the Puerto Rican flag and his name. And it dawned on me that this was the first Puerto Rican flag I've seen since moving to Portland. I have been in Portland for over two years, Aisha. It has been two years and a month. No, two years and three months, something like that. It's been two years. And it's the first Puerto Rican flag that I've, I've, I've seen since I've moved here. And I was like, oh shit. I even texted my friend to let him know, like, yo, bust out, I just seen a Puerto Rican flag. I think it's my first. Like, because I grew up in a neighborhood that, <laughs> okay, this was a bit much, I will admit, but there was easily like a 20 foot Puerto Rican flag at the entryway to like the plaza of where I used to live. It was a, an enormous flag. So I was used to seeing this on an almost daily basis. Um, maybe that explains why so many of my boyfriends was Puerto Rican, subliminal messages. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> Um, it might have also us. just been because I was Date in the Bronx us. and it's just so many Date Puerto us. Ricans. Date us. <laughs> Only us. But no, no, no. But to get to your point about driver's licenses, I was like, you know what? I think I found my motivation 
to truly get my license this year. And it's because I I know it is hair from the Caribbean. Well, well, besides accessibility to the to the black beauty supply <laughs> owned by the Koreans, of course. Um, besides that, it's that I need to be intentional about seeking out people that look like me or that have, you know, any shade of brown in them. Um, and the easiest way to do that and the is by car, is by driving. I, you know, I can span a lot more miles if I go in a car than if I ride my bike. Um, and so I think that'll be my motivation to get my license. It's so I can go find black people. Cause I know where the, like the neighborhoods are. There is a hood in Portland. Well, actually that's not even Portland proper, but it's like 30 miles away, but I know my people are there. I know my people are there. 30 miles away. That's at least one of them. We went there and they had these Trump pinatas. Didn't I show them to you last year? On New Year's Day, it's been a year. We went and they had these pinatas that look like oh, Trump. No. <laughs> it was like a Mexican grocery store. Okay. <laughs> it was awesome. I just imagine someone like bashing into Trump, like bah, with you know, like an old broomstick or even a mop. But you want to make sure you take the mop head off if you're gonna use your mop. Saying. Saying from experience, okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, just saying. Anyhow, um, but yeah, I need to get a license so that I can access these, access culture, the culture that I identify with. Because otherwise, I'm, I mean, I don't wear makeup, but yeah, I'd be stuck with like four shades of beige. Because, I mean. Actually, yeah, we went to the local pharmacy. It was a Walgreens in July to get cover up for the booze. One of his tattoos because he was going to see his grandma. He didn't want his grandma to see his tattoo. Um, they had like 37 shades of pink. I mean, white. Wait, and I'm sorry. Back up. Did this man cover his tattoos with makeup? He was entertaining the idea and we did purchase it because there was a return policy that allowed us to return it um but he wound up like he can't deal with that fuss he was like is it like lotion <laughs> like it it apparently requires a little bit more than just your fingers in order to apply it and so he was like i ain't with this i want it to be like lotion i was like i don't i'm not the person to ask about these things so then we went to sephora anyway the point is there were like 40 shades of pink white 40 shades of white peach you know white there was maybe a light, light, light like a mm, can't call it cardboard, Laura. That ain't right. Um, <laughs> there was like a, a latte color that was the darkest. I'm gonna call it a latte. But yeah, calling it cardboard is just don't, don't seem right. She didn't call people that. Sorry, Samantha. I used to call my cousin cardboard. I don't anymore though, because because colorism is real. Not okay. Colorism is real. I'm sorry, I was a child. You have to. But she was high yellow. There was that one time I never did it again. Mm-hmm. I never even thought it again. Oh, <laughs> that's that's pretty important. Yes, yes. Your thoughts, they matter. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, well, what's the solution to this? What's the solution to the centering of Eurocentric products? Like what? How can we make this better? Or is it just we buy black, we don't worry about the fact that they're not there for us? Admittedly, that's what I have. That's what I have. We bring our own stuff to the soul cycle 
to use in the shower or the gym to use in the shower, even though they're providing products for everyone, their products aren't for us, it's fine, we bring our own, right? Or do we write these people and request that they include us? Like, I mean. I think, all right, I'll give you the example of, so at my former, one of my, I used to work at a YMCA and we would provide the shampoo and the soap and stuff. And we mm -hmm. were in a predominantly black and Latino neighborhood. Um, well, I mean, I guess I go, kind of goes without saying. Although there's pockets, anyway. Um, and I, I don't know, I feel like perhaps it was like whatever the generic stuff you could get when you buy the pink soap, they were like, oh yeah, just throw in a shampoo and conditioner too. Um, because <laughs> I know when I washed my body, I was bringing my own soap. I was not using that stuff because I knew that stuff wasn't for me. But it would have been amazing if, in fact, it would have been. Because I guess I never assume, I always assume that whatever free product is showing up, like even when you go to a hotel, like those lotions and soaps, those, I mean, I might take it because it's a cute little bottle. But like, this isn't necessarily servicing me at, my, at its best, like, or rather it's not intended for me. So it's not going to do me a great service. I think from a business person standpoint, they kind of want like one solution for everyone because that's what's cheapest for them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh wait, Aisha McGowan is going to stay at this hotel room. Nah, let's switch it out for the black girl products. This is, we, her name is Aisha. She's probably a black girl. Like, it's like, so they might have it in a special box where they have like 50 of them. Cause in the whole year they might see 50 black people in their hotel. I don't know. Um, so for me, yeah, I bring my own stuff, but it would be delightful. It would be amazing if I went to like a fitness center, you know, soul cycle or something. And they had lotion that was actually like some shea butter. <laughs> like what? That would I mean, be they usually have a vino, which is usually it's like the good white people lotion, but I mean, I used the vino for a little bit as a kid. It was all right. Mommy took us uh -huh. off of that. We got some other stuff after that. It's all right. I <laughs> shea they I did have that, like it was like a spritz that had some sort of oils in it. Mmm, mmm, mmm. That's that's something. Yeah, it's crumbs. That's what that is. That is the definition of crumbs. And um, I feel like because if you think about it, if you open, <gasps> ooh, all right, I challenge you to a duel. No, I challenge you to say visiting a fitness facility in your now super blackety black neck of the woods and seeing what, for, like, you know, asking for a tour and seeing what kind of soap they got, what kind of lotion they got. Because, you know, assuming it's in a predominantly Black uh, if it's a business yeah. that services primarily black people, do they change it up because they know that obviously the services are intended for black people or are they just going for whatever's cheapest as, you know, probably most business people in general might do? Well, I think that speaks to the actual business itself also. Like there's going to be a difference between a soul cycle and a planet fitness. Like they're attracting a different clientele, a different demographic to begin with. So I do feel like the Planet Fitness is more likely to cater to that demographic better. Whereas SoulCycle being corporate chain, every single, it's not a franchise, so every single 
um, what is it, branch, I don't know, mm -hmm. would have the exact same products, no matter where you are in the country, no matter where you are in the world. See, it um, might make sense to have your shea butter in New York, but it might not make sense to have your shea butter in Seattle. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can like individual branch managers be like, can we have it in the budget for some shea butter for our? I mean, like, but why not? For our ashier clients. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I am not ashy. I'll let you know because I am well moisturized. For our ash prone clients. Okay. Okay. I I identify as ash prone. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh my goodness, that is one of the funniest things in like, because you know I'm I, I race bicycles. I promise you I'm not making this up. I have multiple times said the words, I am ashy and had the women around me ask, what is that? <laughs> really? And I'm just like, oh. That's, that's okay. right, that's not a universal. Oh. Okay, all right, let's do this. <laughs> so what do you respond with? It means to have ashen skin. <laughs> like, what is your reply? Ashen skin? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I laugh usually because I think it's hilarious and I'm like, oh, that's not a problem you have. Okay. Privilege. <laughs> no, privilege I don't think that's true though. I feel like white people, I feel like people do get ashy. You just can't see it as easily because they're not, it's not contrasting against their skin. That's it. Nah, when I'm ashy, you know I'm ashy. Exactly. Because you ain't white. Use <laughs> melanated, ma'am. Use melanated. I am not, but my knees be white. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, Lord, I can't remember the last time I was ashy. That is that's impressive, girl. You're doing it right, you're doing. I it right. have there is lotion in just about every single room in this house. There are two different kinds of lotion on my workbench at work. Mind you, I'm a bike mechanic, so on my bike mechanic bench, I have two kinds of lotions, and on my computer, I have another lotion. There is always lotion. There's no need to be ashy. Nope. I do need to step up my moisturizing game. I am getting older and mm -hmm. black does crack eventually if you don't take care of it. So exactly. you just gotta keep it moist. I gotta keep it, gotta moisturized. Keep moist. Especially in the winter time, it's like Ooh, extra, yeah. extra dry skin time. Because black will crack if you don't keep it moist. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think we're just trying to say that, or at least I'm just trying to say that. I'm gonna speak for myself. Mm -hmm. It'll be nice be represented on that level where products that are labeled or that are for the masses are also for me, you know, accessible for me. Because you're a part of the masses? <laughs> Last I checked. Right? She. They done dragged my folks over here, so I'm here now. Like, you know. I'm here And now. you don't want to know where you're from originally because you don't want them to steal your DNA. Anyhow. I didn't say I didn't want to know where I'm from. I'm just not gonna give them my DNA to do a test to find out. Maybe there's another way. I'm just saying. What would that other way be? I don't know. Did you see, there was a thing where, um, there's some resource that just popped up where they're trying to help people trace their lineage and it wasn't a blood test or a DNA test. What were they doing? My friend just got um, DNA kit for both him and his mama. Mm -hmm. And I learned that if I do it because I'm a girl, I can only see my mom's lineage. 
because the Why? Y chromosome holds a different, the Y chromosome is, you know, the one your father gave you, if you're a dude. Because <laughs> um, only he can give a Y chromosome, whereas the woman can give only X's. Anyhow, so I can't figure out where my pop, mm, where my father's people like that lineage, unless he did it or, well, I don't have a brother. So yeah, he would be, he'd have to do it or his brother would have to do it. Anyway, that's cool. That's all right. I still want to know. But when I looked up the, I think it was, I think it's called African Ancestry, African Ancestry.com. Mm -hmm. It's like, two, it was like just under $300 because I think the sale was $250. I'm like, right, I'm going to save a dollar a day. Oh, I found it. So it's 1.5 million slavery era documents will be digitized, helping African-Americans to learn about their lost oh, ancestors. Nice. See, see, but that would benefit you. That ain't benefiting me. Of my course. people didn't, they didn't come see so like i'm still sol okay but you can do it though you could do it you're gonna do it anyway you're right because i'm you're right but i have to save a dollar a day for 250 days but they might not have dragged your folks here but they oh, but they was dragging us to honduras and no 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 that's not how it happened see 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 you no, don't know how it what happened was I, oh. we was on a boat okay right? All right, all right. <laughs> we didn't want to be there there were shackles <laughs> there were shackles and shit you know they was whipping us and shit okay. and we were like this is some bullshit son and then <laughs> just like I, this. <laughs> this is just that's exactly how it happened that's exactly how it happened <laughs> oh wait uh, wait where did plantains come from did they come from the slaves girl i don't know oh i'm gonna have to do some history mm -hmm. all right but i'm gonna look it up my mom is actually sending me a book on garifuna history there you so go. I was like, that's what I want for Christmas, mama. Because I, I don't know the language, and that is something I'm very disappointed in. Maybe there's a YouTube video, because I know what they don't do with lingo. <laughs> How to learn Garifuna. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Does your mom know it? Oh, yeah. It's her native tongue. First language, and then Spanish would be her second language. Yeah. Okay. Um, Everybody knew all the aunties. Everybody did, and I would just be lost. I'd be like, mm. but they also spoke Spanish, so that was where that's where I get in. <laughs> like, eh, 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 eh. anyway, <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying now. But see, when they didn't want me to know what they were saying, it, it was me. They was being goody for and I'm like, yo, y'all fucked up. But I'm like five, <laughs> so like, what can I do? <laughs> what can I do? What a mouth on a five year old. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just thought it because they would have slapped me. And by they, I mean like every single person yep. in that room. <laughs> <would Girl. slap. laughs> Anyhow. All right. So let's move it along. Everybody needs to thank our president, apparently, according like, to him. Pardon me. <laughs> pardon me, man. Because of him. Mm -hmm. Remember, it, it's because of him. Okay. I don't know if you heard, but he is responsible for there have not been, um, there were not, there were no commercial airline deaths in 2017. I'm sorry. Did, did he actually say because of me there were no? He tweeted, and I quote: "Since taking office, I have been very strict on commercial aviation. Good oh news. God. It was just reported that there were zero deaths in 2017, the best and safest year on record. So because of him, according wow. to him. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, you can go ahead and thank him if you want. I ain't gonna waste my breath, but because 
we still don't know what he did to, to make it safer. But he claims he did something. So I think he was like, yo, somebody sent me a list that of things that went well this year. And I'm gonna claim them. I'm just gonna claim Pretty them. much. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how that okay. went. Okay. Um, so more women than ever considering running for governor, at least 79 women. Hmm. 49 Democrats and 30 Republicans um, are running or seriously considering filing. I think I heard really about cool. this, yeah. mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Warren is positioned to run for president in 2020. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten Gillibrand yeah. may or may not be running for president. So mm. we'll see what happens. But that's, you know, the tides are changing. Wow. Maybe 2018 is the, the year of the the year of the woman. The woman. Yeah, these are all a bunch of white women though. So they are. That's usually how it goes. The, the white women get their turn first. And this is 30 true. years later. <laughs> here we come up. <laughs> but 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 who's who's voting for said white woman? You know we are. Come on. Hillary, we tried. <laughs> so my boy Mundo. Mm-hmm. So there was a um, an election this past November for Bronxboro president, and my boy Mundo also did not like any of the ca- any of the candidates, mm-hmm. and so he put my name in. Bust how? Like it showed up on some official document that I had one vote for Bronxboro <laughs> president. He he sent me a picture of this, and I. I just about like cried. I was so happy. Like you have no idea. You have no idea. I didn't even campaign. I don't. E- I don't even qualify because I'm not a resident at this time. But it was the sweet. I thought it was like the. It That's was, really cute. It was amazing. It was the sweetest thing ever. But did a good person. I mean, did the best person win? The out? same person is still there. So I'm gonna say mm-hmm. more of the same shit. Um. All right. Well, moving on. Yep. <laughs> so uh, 45 has rescinded proposed rules that would have required companies to disclose the chemicals used in fracking. Wait, he did what? He, he just threw some rules out. Oh. So they don't, have to, they don't have to tell us. They don't have to say anything. Oh, he threw them out. Some bitch. I'm like, wait, he did something good? He did something good? No. Um, the word rescind means to take back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay. Yeah, it's like reneging. Oh, that, mm. that's a bad mm. See, R E N E G. So this one I find particularly troubling. Um, so Kim Jong Un in North Korea wants mm. to have his country participate in the Winter Olympics in South Korea, Ooh. and so they are now talking because you know they had they've been having a yeah they're not allowed years, years, years. yeah they're not allowed to be in the Olympics because they are North Korea. So that is scary because they are, pro- if it works out, because he, he slyly mentioned something about something, and he said that he has a button on his desk where he can. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> like, what? Nuke us when, right? know, whenever he feel like it. Um, I mean, I'm sure that there are, I'm not sure of anything, but I would like to think that there are things in place to help us if that button does get pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, if North Korea and South Korea are in cahoots again, they're gonna they're gonna push us out of cahoots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna get pushed out of cahoots, and I know it's because of our ridiculous president. 
And I know the only person who can save us is Dennis Rodman. <laughs> oh, again, right? Because he went to, wow. I don't know why North Korea loves Dennis Rodman, but I, if he I can save us. I'm curious about that. I'm yeah. curious about that one. Well, didn't like Kim Jong-il like basketball a lot, like NBA players or something? I saw some weird documentary or some weird movie where the Harlem Globetrotters went and Dennis Rodman was there. And it was like, they were just like so happy that they, I don't know, it was really strange. Huh. It was uh -huh. one of the strangest things I've ever seen. But you don't really see a whole lot of things come out of North Korea. So I feel like anything you see would be strange, right? Um, hmm. So yeah, um, those are all my 45, all my, all my 45 news for this week. Um, so yes, Dennis Rodman, please. <laughs> By way of black Jesus, fix it. <laughs> fix whatever is going on there. Don't let him push that button. Talk him out of pushing the button. Don't push the button, Kim Jong Un. Don't do Don't it. Push the button or steal the button. Don't steal push it. the button. Isn't that a song from Color Purple? Push the button. <laughs> Not the movie. The play. You ain't seen the play. It's oh, okay. Because I'm like, what? Color Purple. You watch. Yours was the color blue. That ain't in the color. <laughs> No, there's a push the button. I promise you, they always use I it in the promos. You. I believe you. Push the button. Okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I would like to know what you think about this. So sure. there's this white man. His name is Shane Johnson. Okay. He grew up in a family and in a culture, or like a neighborhood, of, if you will, that was white supremacist. He grew up in a white supremacist neighborhood. Yes, and home. So his father and his great grandfather and all the other Johnsons were Klansmen. Okay. Um, and he, you know, he's he's like this is what was essentially indoctrinated in me. It was you know hate anybody that's not you, that's not white. Um, and you know he's like yeah, as a kid, I admit this. These are the things I did. I did hateful things. I did terrible things. I harmed people just because of the color of skin. I said things to them. I was mentally, I was physically and emotionally abusive to people of color. And then some, some, some. He goes to jail. Some, some, some. He meet this woman, and then she showed him the light. And he's like, I don't want to live that life no more. Wait, was this his parole officer? Oh my God, that I don't know. Because <laughs> that white lady. No, no, oh, no. <laughs> it's a I saw a story, a similar story where I don't know if he was a white supremacist, but he was definitely racist as hell. <laughs> mm -hmm. And his parole officer was this black woman. Um, and she like turned his whole thing around. Like he is a productive member of society now. Huh. But so the dude as I'm reading off of his GoFundMe page, oh, Lord, which I Jesus. will tell you more about, began reading up on his on other belief systems and realized that, quote, everybody has problems. And it's so much easier if you can just blame those problems on something else. But it's not the Jewish, African-American or Hispanic people's fault that we didn't finish high school and don't have jobs. End quote. At age 22, Shane left the Ku Klux Klan for good. But on his way out of town, Shane was jumped by his former Klansmen. They put him in the hospital for two weeks. Four years later, the KKK continues to threaten and attack Shane as a race traitor. He imagines, else to do? he imagines that if his father were alive, he'd be encouraging them to kill me, probably. Still, Shane says that leaving the Klan was the best decision he ever made. And him and Tiffany and their newborn son, Wyatt, Shane feels even more responsibility to speak out and strike a fresh path for his family to create a new legacy. Break the clan legacy, if you will. 
So now there is a GoFundMe that has raised over $1 million to, do what? to help Shane get a new lease on life. Part of this is to remove some tattoos that include multiple swastikas. Multiple. I don't know why you need a million dollars for this. Don't know why you need a million. Didn't multiple multiple swastikas. Because okay. you know, there's different kinds. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know much. I, I just know about the one. So there's um, but it looks to be primarily to remove his tattoos. And oh. to but yeah, when Shane heard about blah 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 blah, yeah, he wants to get a fresh lease on life, and for that. He needs a million dollars. See, but what was his goal? This is the thing that also is so odd to me is the fact that GoFundMe made a film for this. So by way of that, like they did some like um, professional production for his GoFundMe video. Like GoFundMe did it themselves. So are I I recognize that GoFundMe is a platform for anybody <laughs> to be like, yo, throw some money at this. I get this. I get this. But one million dollars of people, so 24,000 people threw money at this white man's tears because he no longer wants to be a part of the Ku Klux Klan. I liken this to Tyrone who joined a gang in a hood Mm-hmm. And like every day he gets jumped because he no longer wants to be in a gang and now they got to move to, you know, a different city. Nobody throwing money at Tyrone. No, they Mind don't. you, maybe people would throw money at Tyrone if he was on a GoFundMe page, but would it be the same people though? Uh, probably not. So it just, it bothers me. I'm just curious to see who these people are. Are they like fellow, like white folks? Are they like, right? Right. Like who is like, man, I'm going to give this man some money to get a new lease on his former clan life. I don't. <laughs> what? I, like, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm glad that he is no longer being a racist piece of crap. But, like, I'm not understanding completely uh, yeah. the fundraising part of this. Like, is he trying to move? Like, because, you know, if he's just getting jumped. <laughs> he's trying like, to get out the, the, I think he lived in. Oh, actually, I don't know. I thought I saw like Baltimore, but that don't make sense. they don't know his name, and and he can start like that. I get, but you still don't need. See, a but you don't need a million dollars. I moved know. across the country. I assure you, I did not have a million dollars. I did. I've not. done it a couple times. Also, did you have a million, million dollars? dollars? No, no million for you either. <laughs> no. We should have had GoFundMe's. Apparently, apparently. <sighs> I'm gonna let. I just, I just need to put that out there. I was, I was upset that this is where what we're throwing our money at, and by we, I mean. The people of the human race. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard, but somehow this is news. Mm. Facebook has decided to hire a black member to their board. I'm sorry, what? Wait. Like for the first time ever? The headline is Facebook promises to finally add black member to all whiteboard. How many people are part of the board? Because like, if it's a board of five, then I ain't tripping. But if it's like a board of 30, come on, son. Um, 12 white blonde men. 12 angry men. You ever watch that movie or read that play? Oh, no, that's 
that's apples. I think that's apple. I don't know how much. I don't know. I mean, I can't have, say I'm surprised by. Oh, it's a ten-person board. Only two two members are women, but, but they're, they're all white. white. All of them are white. All ten people. So but it's Facebook. Like on the one hand, it's kind of like they would be the same with Apple. Their board does not reflect their users. But 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 but, but, but this is the quote. Are you ready for it? Oh dear. We got a commitment from today from Miss Sandberg that an African American will be appointed to the board of directors in the future. When? When is the future? The future is now, Facebook. The future is now. What is that? Wait, is but see, future? what concerns me about this is not even that they said this, but it's kind of like, all right, as of now, we will take applications from African Americans as if they were not in the past like they wouldn't yeah. even consider I have there's questions there are questions <clears throat> so apparently um this is going very long I know I've moved on to black creatives apparently okay. Dave Chappelle has new, two new comedy specials mm. I want to give him a chance like another chance mm, mm, mm. I think it's because, excuse me, I chew this gummy bear. Delicious. Shout out to Jackie Perez for shipping me a bag of gummy bears for Christmas. I love you. Um, I want to remember what I was about to say. <laughs> well, I mean, this headline's not me. Yeah. Watch. I was watching old, like, Chappelle show stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he's just been, and I was watching some interviews of his and I was like, oh yeah, see, this is the Dave Chappelle that I support and like, but that's not who showed up for the last Netflix um, special. I couldn't even finish watching it. It was just repulsive. I don't, but I want to give him another chance. I want to believe that he, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to lose another one, Aisha. I don't want to lose another black man. Like, not like literally, like he ain't dying. I think, but. I think we've already, <sighs> I don't want to cancel Dave, but we don't, we might have to cancel Dave. So this headline is, Dave Chappelle courts controversy in two new comedy specials, singles out Louis C.K. accuser, doubles down on trans jokes. It's not making me want to watch it. And I, I'll give it a chance because I'm not, like I try not to take other people's opinions Mm -hmm. And make them my own, mm -hmm. but mm, that's not looking good. Yeah, looking you've good. already. Oh. Um, who else do we have in Black Creatives? Oh, so um, there is a. Have you ever used Square like to pay for something? Yes. There's a Black-owned version or alternative to that, and it's called Cost Bucket. Now, okay. I don't love the name, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my business. <laughs> Literally, it ain't my business. Okay. But the point is, it's called Cost Bucket. And you can, you know, if you have a business that uses um, remote credit card, uh, accepts credit cards remotely, you can use this Black-owned point-of-sale system and um, support a Black business. That's all. It's okay. called Cost Bucket. I do use Square for a quick brown fox things. 
and I will look into cost bucket, even though that name is <laughs> terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. We could have done better. Oh, let's do better, friends. Um, so I mentioned a Korean beauty supply store earlier today, or earlier today, earlier in the episode. So I wanted to give a shout out. I guess I should also call them Yas Queens. Um, to sisters Kayla and Kiana Davis, who made history this well last year as the youngest Black women to open a beauty supply in the U.S. when they opened KD, because you know, K. D, those are their initials. Anyway, KD Hair Care Supply. You can follow them on the Instagram at KD Hair Care LLC. They are only 19 and 21, and they're already taking the industry by storm. Their store is located at 24453 Sunny Mead Boulevard in, I have no idea what city that is, actually. Moreno Valley, California. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but I thought that was dope because I know that there are at least a handful of black owned beauty supplies. Um, so, or beauty supply stores. So that's dope. I dig it. I respect it. Wish I could partake and visit. Ooh. Oh, I'll, I'll leave them for a black person that I met, like a new black person. I haven't met them yet, oh, okay. but I know I'm okay. going to. Keep, keep going. So, Anyone else? Um, <laughs> um, Oh, there's this woman. Her name. All right, I'm gonna try this. Her name is Leticia. No, her name is Ab Abidjan oh. Hybrids. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm doing a terrible. Of oh, a Nigerian designer. No, she is a. As her Instagram describes it, Ivorian goddess, polyvalent artist. Um, and there's a flag that I do not recognize offhand. So I'm going to ask Google to tell me what this is. But she is of African descent or like she's straight up from the motherland. Where are you from? She's from the continent. Oh, oh wait. Which, yeah, she's from the continent. <laughs> I was going to say the condiment. That no. is not correct. No, no. Um, she is from, and I guess it makes sense because she's an I. She's from. See, I don't know how to pronounce that. Cote d'Ivoire. Oh yeah, that's right, Cote d'Ivoire. That is where she's from. It's the Ivory Coast in French. She has these this beautiful long hair. It's she has like these very long dreadlocks, and she does such creative things with it. She creates art with it so recently she essentially made a crown but like an outline of a crown using her dreadlocks she's made hands appearing to put makeup on her face with her dreadlocks it's just her creativity is astounding because you know it takes hours upon hours in order to create this art and she is i, I just i'm digging her creativity and i needed to I'm gonna post it up on our Instagram on Fix It Black Jesus because there are so many letters in the name um, on her in her Instagram name, and I've already slaughtered the pronunciation. So for that, I apologize. But uh, those are my black creatives. Have you got any? I'm just gonna throw one in the pile. Gronish is now um, <gasps> available. Already started? Yeah, I think they just launched it this week on Freeform, which I assume is a cable network. I don't have cable. I don't do watch, have, but I'm sure we can figure out where to watch it. So um, I'm like, how how do we find it for free? Let's talk offline. 
Um, it might be on the Hulu if you would like to throw money at it, but I'm not sure. Um, I bet you that freeform is on. That sounds like a very Hulu thing. I'm like, mm, I cut off Hulu because I couldn't have Hulu and Netflix at the same time. I just, I could not, I can't do that. The way my budget is set up. Mm -mm. Those are, that's all I got yeah. for Black Creatives. That's, that's it. Just support Yara and um, Black, the Blackish franchise is so good. And I feel like, even though Grownish is probably somehow too young for me now. Um, <laughs> you told me you turned 30, just, just that's for the young folks now? Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not just now going to college. So I saw like they were arguing about, um, they use the word zaddy in a oh a no promo. no very upset about it it's like this ain't for us okay this ain't for you it's, it's <laughs> expensive. if you don't like it if you think it's corny or whatever then don't watch it but <laughs> apparently that crowd is into it so i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a go i like yara yeah i do too i do all right wrap it up girl wrap it up i always do practice safe sex Okay, keep going with the show. <laughs> oh, Bus How. Mm, Bus How. DJ Khaled is Weight Watchers' latest spokesperson. I am excited for him because that means a healthier lifestyle for him. Um, and for all those that he will inspire to also do the same because obviously... The people he's talking to are not the same people that, like, I think Jessica Simpson, wow, that was, like, years ago, um, was also a spokesperson for Weight Watchers. Like, they're obviously talking to different audiences here. And if DJ Khaled is the spokesperson, that means mm -hmm. more black and brown folk are going to hear the message of at least living a healthier lifestyle with Weight Watchers or otherwise. Um and that's dope. And apparently the market seemed to agree with Weight Watchers' decision to call him their latest spokesperson because the, uh, what is it, the market share went up 8% or the stock. So boom, that's dope. Go ahead, DJ, DJ Khaled, do your thing. And Make more money. One. And, another, and another one. All right, I think that's all we have this week for Fix It Black Jesus. Fix it. Do you have a question uh, to ask the people? What do you yeah. want them to tell us this week? I guess this, if you have a topic you would like for us to discuss, hmm, you know, we have our weekly discussions, holla at us. Um, slide in our DMs, add us, um, tag us, do you it, know, do the thing. Um, and let us know, like, hey, have you seen this? Or let's talk about this thing. Or I have a question. Consider our, our DMs and our email a safe space. So if, let's say you're, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I'm gonna say it anyway. Let's say you're Becky in Arkansas and you have a question. Becky from Arkansas, what's good? Slide in our email, be like, hey, I'd like to remain anonymous, but I have a question about the African diaspora. And okay. this is my question. All because right. maybe you don't feel comfortable asking anyone else because they don't, they're not a part of the African diaspora. Surrounded in Jennifer's and, 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 and Michelle's and- Hey, my cousin's name is Jennifer. Dance. So is mine. <laughs> The point is, <laughs> safe space, y'all. We will keep you anonymous. All right. I'm Lara Solis. Oh, my bad. I'm eating a green gummy bear. It's my favorite flavor.
So my, my mouth is salivating. Can you tell? My bad. <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Laura Solis. And Aisha McGowan. And this is Fix It Black Jesus. What we didn't tell you is you can find us on the social medias at Fix It Black Jesus on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find us on the emails at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our website at www.fixitblackjesus.com. Did I forget anything? I think that's everything. Okay. We're on the SoundCloud, the iTunes, the Google Plays, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. We there. We, we put it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Please fix it, Black Jesus. Uh-huh.